This week, we're going to talk about something that Aaron brought up. Aaron, once again, dug his own grave in a, a sense that he brought up a topic. And then as soon as I say, yeah, let's do it, he goes, oh, I, I, I don't know what to do now. I, why are we doing this topic? And then, of course, I went ahead and said, oh, we're going to do this topic. And I'm going to branch it off into two further topics, which made Aaron go even more sad on the inside. So that makes me happy. The following episode is recorded on 10-15-2022. Here at User Words Podcast, none of us are knowingly foolish. Okay, Troll. Yeah, we, we have house. thousands of years of architecture we can go uh, over. Would here. you build your house on rock or sand? Knowing Brewer, sand because it's cheaper. Oh! <laughs> well, of course, sand. You know, they say knowledge and understanding are the beginning of wisdom in all regards. And building your house on top of sand is definitely not a wise thing to do. That's why I had to pull out that intro <laughs> for this because, well, I know Josh in a way was being a little facetious. I hope, please, <laughs> please tell me that that's the case, Josh. At the same time, I also believe that one day we could see Josh living in a house down by the river on sand. Oh, yeah. And it's not a van down by the river. It's just Josh in a house down by the river on sand. But anyways, what we're here to talk about is a topic that Aaron decided was like, hey, he's like, I, I've been thinking about this. And I love how he's shaking his head right now. No, but that he's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. He's not here against his will. anyone. he's not <laughs> chained up or anything. If there was video, it would show that we're actually in his house. He could kick me out at any point in time. He could leave at any point in time. I, I just love your reactions that you give there, sir. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why the reaction uh -huh. like this? Oh. Because <laughs> it's all stuff that, well, I shouldn't say it's all stuff that. Uh, it's because it's not something I do very much of. It's not stuff, something you do very much of. Okay. So the topic, in case you're like, what, what, what's going on? What is going on here? Aaron wrote as one of his ideas. He's like, I just have this idea. It's like the importance of understanding and education. Mm. You know, both of those together. Or, mm. well, he did a slash, so it could be and or. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask this question because I haven't asked this question yet. So I actually don't know the answer to this. Oh, gosh. And part of me hopes that Aaron knows the answer. Oh. What brought this idea up in your head? What oh. brought up the idea of the importance of understanding and or education? Oh, okay. <laughs> Where did you think I was going? I, I thought you were going to ask me something. You know, I thought you were going to ask me a question about uh, some, well, if I understood a certain thing. I'm about, about to say no because I don't know. I already know that's the answer. My thing. I already know the answer. To that. <laughs> but what what brought about this idea of the importance of understanding and education? Because that's a very broad topic to begin with, and I think mm -hmm. I I found two areas where I want to narrow it down in later episodes. But mm -hmm. I figured this is the foundation for those two. So I wanted to understand from your perspective what was going through your head or what is going through your head, not necessarily what was. Right. That this was something that you're like, huh? This would be interesting. What got this going is. 
just from like reading, well, I guess for like the Bible and stuff like that, and we're just reading in general, and then like watching some movies and just, I, just doing stuff in everyday life or whatever. Like there was, there's been a couple moments where like I've been trying to like pay closer attention to things, and then like like I start to realize the reasons for certain things. And like, I mean, okay. So as far as like watching a movie or whatever, mm-hmm. or a show and stuff like that, is like if you really actually pay attention to something and how like other things like tie back from way earlier in the movie or episodes or whatever you're watching, you, you have a better understanding for everything. And I was like, whoa, that's actually kind of cool when you understand what's going on. <laughs> Instead of just like, I, I don't know. It's so often. I just feel like, okay, hit play, watch something, just like, well, cool, on to the next thing. There were explosions. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's all I look for. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with a good popcorn flick, just sitting back watching the explosions happen, the movie, yeah. just play through. But there's more to life than just watching a good popcorn flick, yeah. as I call it. Well, yeah, it's like, I suppose there it's, I can't believe I'm saying this because this just feels like it goes against everything I used to be, but it's like, at times it's actually kind of cool to use the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Why, why does that go against who who you used to be? I've always just, I don't know, figure I'm just this, this wild weird do whatever interesting person i've never been known for any sort of intelligence or smart thinking and stuff like that but so you know it's actually kind of cool when you use your brain and do something good (laughs) or work it i mean and i guess like like makes talking with my nephews and stuff like that from time to time here especially my oldest one who's just now in high school Oh yeah. It makes me, I was just like, man, I was like, make sure you just try and do well now <laughs> get that stuff. So, which is funny. Cause I mean, I was told similar stuff when I was in school, make use of your time now. I, I would alter that uh, statement a little bit here. Yeah. Uh-oh. Make use of your time now, pay attention now, yeah. know, like in high school, but pay attention to things that ultimately you are interested in. The other stuff, yeah. you know, pay attention, yes, because it helps right. broaden your worldview on things, being able to see things from a wider perspective. Um, and also understand when someone says a reference and you go, oh, I get it. Like, if I go butter and guns, do you get what that means? No. Okay. That's an economic, that was an economic philosophy and principle that was done back w- during the wartime when they were trying to determine how much capacity they had to make things. The example was we can make like eight guns and 900 pounds of butter per week, or we can make 100 pounds of butter and 30 guns per week. You know, where yeah. where is that balance that you need to? But that's an economic thing. That's the things where you have to, you know, you have to find that balance between the two demands that one, you know, company or facility can make things. That, you know, that I learned that because of economics. But also at the same time, I'm able to look at other things and, you know, we had a history context or... Uh, math context (laughs) you know and i don't have to be an expert on those things but the thing is and the fact is that i understand at least a little bit of it enough to be able to 
not necessarily be a master of the conversation, but to at least follow along when right. someone else is talking to me about it. What I'll say is, though, the things that I really enjoyed, the things that were more important to me, which I paid attention to more in high school and college, those are great. They still serve me well. The things that were kind of peripheral, history, blah, 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 I didn't pay attention to so well. <laughs> I understand oh, no, a lot I'd, of stuff. I see no. <laughs> I was I was nowhere, nowhere near a straight A student. I yeah, was no. I was more along a straight C student in high school. Yeah. I, that was more me. I was just more middle of the pack, except you know on certain things which I enjoyed, and on those things mm-hmm. that I enjoyed, A's all the way. And I was like, beautiful, cool. That's how, <laughs> that's how my GPA stayed up so high. I got A in band. <laughs> But if you don't get an A in band, you're really screwing up. (laughs) Okay. My senior year of high school. Yeah. I had band, orchestra, jazz band, wood shop. That's a great combination. Oh, and orchestra was a weighted A. Oh, dang. (laughs) So for those of you who don't have weighted grades or never had heard of that, in most cases of a a is a 4.0, you know, on a four-point scale, A is a four. A weighted A is a five. Yeah. yeah. So I got a weighted A in orchestra How did in high school. I had to write a research paper on the history of an instrument once a year. And, and my teacher basically is like, oh, this is your paper? Cool, you got an A and just threw it in the trash. Oh, man, no wonder. No wonder we're getting so screwy in our education system. <laughs> hey, you know what? Both of us were taking advantage of it, yeah. so whatever. No, ain't that the truth. And it, it bolstered my grades from everything else. That's how I still ended up with like a GPA in the 3.0s. Nice. I don't even remember what my GPA was. I never paid attention to it. Like everyone else is like, how are you getting like 3.0, you know, 3 point something for your GPA when, you know, you're getting all these Cs? Well, it's because of for my classes just <laughs> super easy destroy me my gpa and the thing oh, is four of your classes destroy your gpa well like because the a and the five, the three fours and the one five mm. like that just destroyed what my gpa normally should be like if you actually took me at what i was as a student my gpa should have been like a 2.5 2.6 so it wouldn't it would have helped your g wouldn't just it, well, yeah it, it helps but when i say destroyed like it just Overinflated it so much, it just like destroyed oh, it. <laughs> it, okay. it, made it. I see, okay, but I, but I still see the importance. Even in college, they made me mm-hmm. take a wide variety of classes, everything from world history, which was just a wild ride. That class, let me tell you, because my mm-hmm. professor was a guy who actually delved into uh, Egyptian tombs and pyramids as his real life job. Beside, and he just taught on the side between excavations. Whoa. Yeah, like that was his real job. <laughs> That's really cool. He was a real life Indiana Jones. Great guy. You know, so, but, you know, my, my, my major going in was originally computer science. I uh, say so originally I ended up with business administration because I couldn't pass calculus like after five times. <laughs> oh, God, dude, I didn't even <laughs> want to try once. It, it was not a fun uh, mm. experience with all those multiple times, Mm-mm. regardless of the fact. You know, I started off in that, but they still insisted, oh, you know what? You're at this university. You're going to take world history. You're going to take biology. You're going to take English. You're going to take a second language. You are going to take 
these other classes to broaden your horizon philosophy just to give you an idea of what it's like out in the world. So that way, if you have these conversations with people, you're able to keep up. But also at the same time, when someone makes a claim, you're able to kind of look at it and go, is this real or not? Because there is a lot of stuff that is claimed in this world that is on the surface, looks good, looks real, or we want to believe it because we can't, for whatever reason, you know, whether, you know, you're a, you're for big government or whatever, and you're like, oh, this re- backs up my claim of why big government's good. I, I need to believe it. Or you're for small government, same thing. It backs up my claim of small government. Or you love to think that, you know, government's out to destroy people and you love conspiracy theories. And therefore, this data proves that the government is out there to destroy us. Being able to look and understand an argument and not just go, Aaron, I'm going to talk to you and now you're going to believe everything I say. That's one thing to do, right? And that's a bad thing. You should be able to critically think. And I shouldn't say should. You need to critically think and evaluate anything anyone says. Regardless if they proclaim themselves an expert or not. And that that's the part where a lot of people don't like that is because... You can't just trust the experts. No, you can't, unfortunately. Now, I say that with the understanding that that sounds like, oh, well, then I, I see you're a science denier. You're, you're, you don't trust the scientists. You don't trust the, you know, the COVID, everything. Regardless <laughs> of, of what you're talking about science-related, uh, whether it be COVID-related, whether it be environmental, whether it be <laughs> anything, health-related, gender-related, anything, because there's a lot of experts out there. And you can say whatever you want to say, and you can have your opinion, and that is perfectly fine. But have some data to back it up when you do that. Well, yes, especially yeah, especially if you call yourself an expert on it. Mm -hmm. Have some something to back up the claim that you are making, because the claim that you are making can lead someone to do something that will ultimately be beneficial or detrimental to your their life. Mm-hmm. So there's two aspects to this. There's there's the aspect of the person who is the expert, the, the speaker, and there's the aspect of the listener. Now, normally when you think of that, you go, well, the speaker is the active role, the listener is the passive role. The, the listener just listens and absorbs the data and then mm-hmm. does with it what they do. But my argument is that both should be active. The speaker obviously is active. They're talking. They're presenting their opinions about the data that they have. They're sharing their worldview that they have with you. But the listener at the same time needs to listen, hear what the words, you know, hear what they're saying, but at the same time ingest it and then move it through their worldview, A, but also B, move it through the facts that they know and then C, through the facts that maybe they need to research and find out. Because just taking blindly what someone else says, you know, and, and Aaron, you may go and, I don't know, invest in a bunch of property that then makes you lose a lot of money, but makes them earn a lot of money. I can see that. <laughs> it, 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 and I wish I was kidding, but that sort of stuff has happened in the past. 
Oh, yeah. Where people manipulate the markets so that they earn money, but the, the people that they're selling this information to all of a sudden go, oh, but th- they care about me. They would never lie to me, and they're just helping me to become rich. Yeah. And then all mm. of a sudden, they're out money while the person who was given this false information is getting rich. I mean, we have we have examples of that through history. Obviously, the easy ones are like the Ponzi schemes where it's like, oh, give me such and such amount of money. I will guarantee this percent return on it. And he said, and they guaranteed. It wasn't a, you may earn up to. It's a, we'll guarantee it, right? It's going to happen. And, you know, the, the person going, oh, yes, I want, my, I want to make some more money. I want to invest. I that want to do this. great. And it and ended up being a Ponzi scheme. You know what a Ponzi scheme is, right? No? I've heard it so many times, but. Okay. So a Ponzi I don't know what Ponzi is itself. So a Ponzi scheme is this. A Ponzi scheme, first off, relies on a lot of people involved. And here's why. Let's say I'm the one running the Ponzi scheme. You're victim A. I'll go to you and say, you give me $1,000 in a month, I'll give you $2,000. Guaranteed. No risk for you. So it's just, I mean, it's just that sounds too good to be true kind of ordeal. Yeah, I'm being a little exaggerated on the returns. Like They're not obviously going to do a 100% return, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say I do that to you, right? And you say, oh, that sounds great. Sounds good Here's here's $1,000. I go, cool, I have $1,000. Now I have a month to get him $2,000. I go to investor B, victim B. Give me $4,000, and in a month's time, I'll get you Mm $6,000. Oh, that sounds great. That's great investment for only a month. Boom. Pays me back, you know, pays me the $4,000. I now give you your $2,000. And then... Oh. And then I just keep going up the line and ask and, and, and just keep promising more people, more people that they're going to get money. Now, that's in a short time frame, right? And a lot of Ponzi schemes will invest over a long time. And a lot of them won't even get their money out of the Ponzi scheme where they're promising you those returns. But in order to promise you those returns, they're taking money from other people and they just keep trying doing to this. get money to get to they're, they're illegally moving money in that way. They, they're not actually doing investment, they're just defrauding people of money right. to pay back promises of that other people. Made. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah, they're just moving money around. They're not actually investing or doing anything like that. But at the same time, you know, it's in, in that case we go, oh, the poor victim, right? That's that's kind of the default we always go to. This is going to sound horrible and it sounds like I'm being disingenuous and uh, mean but it's also partially on the fault of the person who is investing for them to go over the documents and go over everything to make sure that this is a good thing. It's, it's reputable. That old uh, phrase, if it seems too good to be true, it is, definitely falls in line with this. Carry some weight. So it's important to understand how economically things work. Mm. It's important to be educated about how the economy functions. And each economy is going to be a little bit different. American economy is way different than economy, let's say, over in Great Britain or economy over in Spain. You know, we have some fundamental basis, but it's going to be different in how it works. And all the, our economy is going to be way different than like Putin's economy hmm. over in good old Russia. <laughs> Why the laughing? <laughs> Just got, got to thinking about long tables again. <laughs> all right. 
So, <sighs> so it, that's why I said it's important on both parties for that education, but it's especially important for the person being told the information for you to be able to go ahead and then test if what is being told to you is true or false. Because if you don't do that, you're going to fall for everything. And you're going to be taken advantage of and taken a ride for many times over. Mm. And it's not always going to be for money. Not always. It's going to be other things too. I'm thinking right now of a particular example of my mother Mm. watching Lindell TV (laughs) and listening to someone. I played Aaron some audio clips of what I listened to. Well, I was at my mother's. And essentially, this lady came on one of the Lindell shows. My mom watches that show religiously. I wish I was joking. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Okay. And she comes on and says, well, COVID isn't a virus. And I'm like, well, this will be entertaining. Let, let's see what this is. And, and she goes through her whole spiel and event. Essentially, she goes, well, COVID is an AI nanotech bioweapon powered by 5G from Starlink that's turning us all into computers that are connected to the internet and we're all magnetic. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, (laughs) so many levels that could dispute this on right away. In so many levels, you know, and, and there's the claim out there. I don't know if you've heard this one or not, that there's graphene oxide within the uh, vaccinations. Nope, I haven't heard that. Yeah. So, and the claim about the the graphene oxide is everything from it's toxic, so it's meant to kill you, to it's going to turn you into a walking computer that they can connect to at all times through 5G. And I'm just sitting there going, you do understand how computers work, right? And this is where I'm getting at with that education. If you understand how computers work, you would know that a simple, and graphene oxide, first off, it's the oxidized, hence oxide, what does oxidized mean? Wait, what? What does oxidized? Are you trying to play a trick question? No, me? I'm not. What? This is, this is, this is, it's not a trick question. <laughs> what does it mean? If something is oxidized, yeah. it is exposed to oxygen yeah. and okay. interacts with oxygen molecule. Okay. <laughs> it's as simple as that. That's, it, okay. That's what I was saying. I wanted to say that, but I was like, I'm going to say it and be like, no. And I was like, are you That's what I said. Or? It's not a trick question. <laughs> You, okay. That was like chemistry in yes. high school. Okay, what's what, what's a simple example of oxidization? I'm thinking of rust. Exactly. Yeah. That's okay. A, that's a simple right. example of oxidization. Okay. I got that down. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the claim is so knowing yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Graphene, graphene itself, and don't get me wrong, graphene has a lot of potential awesome uses in the future. We haven't found a way to unlock all this yet. Graphene is essentially, it's like a molecule thin, like it, it, like the molecule itself is very thin of graphite, of, Mm -hmm. you know, very, very thin, very, very nice. It could be, it has a lot of potential uses in the future. Okay. That's cool. It's a metal or or a carbon more like, Not, not a metal, a carbon. So it's a carbon that's interacted with some oxygen. And that's what they're saying is being injected into people. So knowing that, they go, well, 
because it has a charge because it's in the it's getting the 5G radiation. Okay, we'll come back to that in a second. It then gets a charge and then becomes magnetic. Come back to that, which then also means that you are a walking computer. Okay, let's look at all three of those claims one piece at a time. The 5G radiation thing is a complete bunk. Here's why. What can stop 5G? What can stop 5G? Yeah. 5G is a very high frequency um, technology. It's good for putting a lot of data really fast, but it has one big drawback. It is easily stopped by anything. Anything. Our skin blocks 5G from penetrating into our bodies. It can't even penetrate our skins. Again, it's a very high frequency device, you know, technology, but it's very easily blocked. Huh, okay. What we see is 5G, like on our cell phone. Mm -hmm. That's the technology, right? Mm -hmm. There's actually multiple different technologies of 5G technology. I know, exactly. <laughs> the, one, the one that is most, most common is most closely related to LTE technology. It's still faster. It's still higher powered, but it's not 5G, quote unquote 5G, which is that millimeter microwave technology for the, but that you go inside a building, it's done. It can't connect. It's like, I, I work in downtown Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. I work in a glass skyscraper. Yeah. The glass, I lose my 5G connectivity as soon as I walk in through the glass. I only can get LTE. Whoa. That, that's why on that's why on, on your cell phones nowadays, right? Yeah. There are special areas which where there's a 5G antenna to increase the 5G reception. It's outside of the metal of your phone or the glass of your phone mm -hmm. because materials quickly and easily block 5G. It's wild. So the claim that is that this is a material that, when injected into your body, is powered by 5G. Mm, it can't, yeah. It can't even penetrate your skin, and it cannot penetrate most buildings. And you're going to be like, well, I'm looking at 5G on my phone. Yeah, that's the 5G that's really closely related to the LTE, not the true 5G. Not the true 5G. I know. It sounds like I... <laughs> you know what? Go and look it up yourself. Please. Do that. What? The true 5G? Like, look up 5G tech and how it works. Because when you start reading through it, it is quite amazing. In fact, there was an episode, I'll link it in the description in the show notes, that I did where I went through and talked about all the different parts of the 5G technology. And Because this is back, remember when COVID was just starting out? Yeah. And people were tearing down 5G towers because they were saying that's how COVID was spreading. They... Yes, so right at the I right at the beginning of, at the beginning of COVID, there was this theory that COVID wasn't really an illness; it was poisoning due to five G radiation from five G cell phone towers. So people were going around tearing down five G cell phone towers. Now it didn't happen a ton, but it happened enough to hit the news. Right. So there was a story made about it. Exactly, but wow. there's that conspiracy theory that started way back then that five G is spreading COVID. And it's still going today where, oh, no, now it's powering this little nano AI thing that apparently is replicating new viruses in our body that's killing us, according to this person. Okay? So that, that, that's step one, right? 
Step two, they go, oh, it, it, it's a computer. It's a little computer in our body, right? Do you know how complex computers are in AI is? It is very complex. I said way beyond my knowledge. It is more complex than a single molecule of graphene oxide could accomplish on its own. And I go like, oh, but it's nanotech and it's and, and and that's her argument. She goes, look at all these patents that all these companies have on these nanotech, right? Okay. Let me ask you a question. And, and I'm being serious here. Mm-hmm. How many patents does a company like Google have or Apple have or Facebook or HP? How many patents do they have that they do not use? A ton. That they don't use. Yes, because they're researching technology. They're saying this might be something, so we're going to patent it. And then it just turns into nothing. It turns into nothing or it becomes inefficient to use or becomes something that isn't going to work as well as they want. But they at least have the patent for it still, but they never use it. So the the theory is, the concept is that if they own the patent, therefore they're doing it, is not a good argument. It's not necessarily true that 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 is the case. Someone could have a patent and not use it. Now, don't get me wrong. Patents are very lucrative. There's a lot of money involved in patents because if someone else makes a product that needs to rely on or is close to your patent, then you're going to make a ton of money. And sometimes companies will file patents just to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But her argument is these companies have these patents. Therefore, that's what this COVID, she calls it a bioweapon. Uh, that's what this COVID virus is, is because of these patents. I don't even know, need to know what all the patents are, right? To know that that's not necessarily true. Because of the fact that you can have a patent and not use it. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. To someone like my mother, this is like this is like being fed the Bible. To her, <laughs> okay, she is taking this in as pure truth and saying this is wonderful on so many levels, and I just have to sit I, back because I know how technology actually works. I know that this little molecule does not have enough processing power. A. B, where is it getting its power supply from? And C, how is it getting its network connectivity? And D, how is it getting its commands and software operating system? And E, how is it being maintained within the system when our own body removes foreign materials over time? So I have all these questions and comments. And she goes, and and this is how I know immediately that I'm not going to be able to win over anyone on an argument on something. When they go, but she is an expert, so we have to listen to her. At that point, I know the brainwash has begun, and I can't help it. And the thing is, there's brainwashing on both sides of this mm-hmm. thing. We have, in my personal opinion, I think we overreacted to COVID, very much so. That's my personal opinion. I'm not going to die on that hill you know, <laughs> uh, about it. You can have your opinion of, of where we did or not. I don't care. Because as long as you don't care about my opinion that I think we overreacted. But at the same time, I think there's brainwashing on both sides. There's the brainwashing of I got to have my fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, whatever booster. Whatever booster. I, I got to have my, I got to be eternally boosted against the virus. And you're not wearing a mask, therefore it's violence. You know, there's that side of the deal. And then there's the other side where it's an AI nano weapon, bio weapon computer. That's so crazy. 
that somehow is able to take control of a person and make them magnetic. Which I'm still not magnetic, so I want to refund on my I will on this whole thing. On this whole thing? Yeah. I'm not magnetic. I should be magnetic by now, if it was true. But I'm not. Yeah. In which okay, because because earlier you said something about, you know, they can make those crazy claims and they get interviews for them and stuff like that. Yeah. Do they not have to supply any sort of evidence, especially on the whole magnetic claim? It depends on who's interviewing. If you're being interviewed by someone who already believes what you believe, like they're bringing you on basically, how do I put this without the original terminology I thought of not appropriate to use. (laughs) (laughs) They're bringing someone on to basically reinforce their own viewpoint and they're bringing on someone who doesn't contradict it. Therefore, the entry and barrier to believability is low. Mm. For example, Aaron, let's say you believe something about, let's go something as simple as drumming. You believe, Tell me a, a, something that you believe about drumming that maybe someone else would disagree with you about. What? What do I believe about drumming that somebody else would disagree? Mm-hmm. Maybe a tech. What the best technique for something is, or what do <laughs> what do drummers argue about? I, I get probably a lot of stuff. Um, no, I, this is gonna be a very probably this would be a bad one, but there's some truth to it to a point, but at the same time, there's not. Better gear makes a better player. Okay, better gear makes a better player. Yeah. All right. Aaron, you are doing a solo podcast one week, and you bring oh, on no. someone who comes with the idea, and their pitch presentation to you is that this drum set will make you a better player because it is the best gear out there. It's the most expensive gear out there. Mm. Right? Yeah. You you know, they that's what they pitch to you. Yes. You're already believing this. You're, it's already reinforcing your idea, your opinion about mm-hmm. this. Your entry to believing them is probably going to be pretty low. You're not going to ask for evidence. You just take it. Now, someone else comes up and they pitch the idea. I have proof that better gear does not make a better drummer and that you could be the best drummer on the cheapest gear possible. <sighs> what are you going to ask for? Proof. Like what? Show me. Oh, the evidence of it. I don't know. Play something. Show me you're just as good on that as you are on that. You're going to want evidence. You're going to want more than just them giving an example. You're probably going to want maybe even a study that shows these things. True. Well, yeah. And, yeah, seeing that they can do the same, I don't know, I guess either, uh, I guess depending on what you're playing, I guess I'm thinking of for, like, double bass pedals. Show me that you can do the same speeds and stuff like that and on the nice pedals that you can on junk pedals. But, uh, no, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And that's just a simple, silly, silly example. Very. You know, <laughs> not something as important as <laughs> your, your well-being and your health. <laughs> you know, that the vaccines are nano weapons that are reproducing viruses in your body. So yeah. I get it. Bonkers, man. Bonkers is one way to put it. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why I think it's like, it's great to have opinions, but it's also great and important to understand these things. So when these conversations come up, Mm -hmm. you're able to not only filter out what is true, what is garbage, what is false, and what is utterly ridiculous, but you're also able to have a reasonable answer. I'm not saying it has to be a perfect answer, but you can at least look at it, the claims and say, you know, based on reality and based on uh, science, mm-hmm. this is why it's false. This is why it's not true. I don't need to know every little piece of detail about this nanovirus, artificial intelligence, nuke weapon, whatever that they're injecting. Apparently. <laughs> but I need, but I need to know some of the other stuff. What is graphene oxide? What is five G radiation? How do these thing these things interact? Mm. And when looking at it that way, I go, "Wow, okay, these pieces right here are false," which now sheds light on the rest of it as probably bunk, complete garbage. Without me needing to one hundred percent know what is going on. Mm. So I think it is important to have a very foundational understanding of you'll hear people say of reality because they'll use that for political reasons as well Mm. you know especially tied back to the whole trump and january 6th thing and all that fun stuff but but as long as you have a good understanding of history you'll understand that you know things happen sometimes in countries outside of our own you'll also understand that our country hasn't been around that long no. and, and, and it hasn't and it's been stable for a lot longer than a lot of other countries have there's always mm. been some sort of tor- turmoil in that and, and i'm not saying that that we need to but part of me goes are we on the path to some sort of turmoil some sort of right. shakeup where we change things and where things yeah. get a little bit different so well i was wondering now because like and I've heard from people that I've been involved with who are as far as the history stuff goes, because, like, nowadays, like, history does seem very interesting. The only thing that makes me not want to, like, just dive into is, like, well, one, I was like, where do I even start for digging into history stuff, I guess? And then it's like, how far back do I have to go with some things, I suppose, for history? Because one of the things that they'll say is, like, you know, history was written by the winners. Yeah. So would what we teach in history be different from what another country teaches in history? It very well could be, but it's also, it very well could be, but no. Hmm. So uh, here's what I mean by that. If you want to look at history uh, written by the winners sort of thing, let's look at, I don't know, the revolution (laughs) where America said to Britain, go away. We don't want you. Right. I'm paraphrasing the entire war (laughs) very poorly. You know, obviously we know what happened, um, but a lot of that is going to be from, well, to be honest, the American perspective. And even over in Britain, they're going to teach it that way too. So in the from short, the American perspective, the most of the facts are going to be mm. agree. So where I would say is in the short term, maybe it would be different. And a good example of this would be interesting to watch. Whenever we get done with the Ukraine thing, 
what does the Ukraine people teach? What does the Russian people teach? And then 50 mm. years later, what's taught about it by both parties? Right. That'd be a prime example hmm. of that. Now, obviously, you're going to have to wait some time to see that in real life. But historians historically have said, yeah, history is written by the victors. And I, I get what they mean by that. Because if you're the losers, at least in ancient times, not more modern times, but in ancient times, you're the losers. You're pretty much wiped out or enslaved. Right. And what you say doesn't have any... Yeah, too bad, too sad for you. Yeah. Modern times, it's, hey, you're going to have both parties going on. And there's another key example of understanding history. Ukraine and Russia and Crimea and all those little components and parties involved. That is a war that from the get-go has been interesting, but at the same time has been going on for a lot longer than most of us realized at first. Because they have been having skirmishes, I guess you could say, you know, disputes more like between the especially Russia and Ukraine, for years now. Mm. It's only now escalated to this heated war where things happen. Hmm. So when you look at that from that perspective, it's like, wow. Because you, you go around and you look on Twitter, you look on Facebook, you see everyone's profiles with the Ukraine flag on it and everything. And they're thinking this is just a recent upstart. This is a recent development in the war, but it's not. This has been something I try to remember what year it started. Was it like 2013, 2014, something like that? But it's been going on for a while. Hmm. But the whole thing with uh, them. So do you know when Ukraine went independent? No. 1918, they they declared independence. Wow. That's yeah. A while ago. Some time ago. A while ago, right? Yeah, so they declared their independence from Russia back in 1918. But even then, right, you know, things continued on. What happened in 94? What happened? I don't know. I wasn't even born yet. I know. <laughs> I don't know if you have learned that history class. Oh, so well, That's if I even paid attention to history class. Yep. So 1994, it was said that Ukraine had to hand over nuclear weapons in exchange of security guarantees for those oh. and, and to territorial integrity. Uh, they had to hand those nuclear weapons over to Russia. To Russia, yeah. Yep. And because of that, right, because of that declaration from Russia that, hey, hand us nukes or else, that's when they started the war. That's they, they, they started a war against their it, the West, against Russia. At Nin- that moment. 94. Wow. In February and March of 2014, it annexed Crimea from Russia. So, I mean, this has been going on for years now. And now it's just coming to a, well, it has come yeah. to a, a head, I suppose. Yep. Russia, wow. Russia started an open invasion in the Donbass August 2014. Hmm. Yeah. And then it says the conflict between Russia and Ukraine remained a sort of frozen stalemate until the early hours of 24th of February, 2022, when Russia invaded Ukraine. 
Russian troops now control about 20% of Ukraine's internationally recognized territory. Which I guess, I mean, I, eh. okay. I suppose that does, that's probably more than I'm thinking. I mean, 20% is a decent amount. Right. But here's the thing. Most of the people that look at this nowadays, right? They go, oh, it was so bad what Russia did to Ukraine. Okay. Don't get me wrong. The fine that's going on, I'm not for it, okay? But mm-hmm. we have to look at the broader context. <laughs> Ukraine annexed part of Russian territory into, <laughs> into their own country. They're just like, yeah, we're going to take it. They can't really do that without causing an issue. But yet they did. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking all the way back in 94, hostilities were started between the countries. And it's still still going on almost 20 years later. Just think, in two years, we'll be celebrating 20 years of conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. And it has now only gotten the widespread news coverage and popularity that it has because Russia invaded again. Yeah. So understanding history and where we're at compared and where we came from is so important. I'm not saying you have to be a master of everything, Mr. Johnson. Mm. But it's important to start understanding the basics. Yeah. Understanding the basics of the economy and how it works. What's that movie movie where, um, oh gosh, dang it. Is it Adam Sandler? It's like back in kindergarten or something like that. I can't think of what that movie is. I can't think of the movie off the top of my head. But in order for him to inherit his inheritance, he has to pass, graduate from high school. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, he basically. I'm, I'm going to turn into Adam Sandler, but it's not for an inheritance, just so I can learn the basics. <laughs> That's what high school is. And, 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 and this isn't a doc. This isn't yeah. against you. Oh, this is. Okay. This can be. No. Our high schools have become less about preparing students for what they need in the real world. Mm. For example, three music classes and a woodshop class. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I'm still, okay, this sounds horrible. Uh-oh. I'm still bitter that the only day of woodshop class I missed was the day someone cut off his thumb. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, that would have been quite the scene. <laughs> that sounds so horrible. Um, <laughs> Makes me sound like Dahmer. <laughs> I miss seeing someone get hurt. Mm. <laughs> okay, now you make me sound like a monster. <laughs> nope, I did that to myself. Uh, regardless of the fact. <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask you this, and I, I think I know the answer Uh-oh. already. If it's bad, then yes. <laughs> did high school teach you how to do your taxes? Not that I remember. <laughs> okay. So they didn't teach you how to do taxes. Did they teach you to budget? I don't think we ever dug into budgeting. Was the word budget mentioned? Did sure. They, did they teach you how to balance a checkbook? No, not that I remember. In middle school, did you learn how to cook? No. In middle school, did you learn how to like patch holes and clothes? No. Basic things that are essential in this world. They didn't prepare you on. But yet they taught you how to find the area inside of a triangle. 
Yeah. And and that's fine. We need to have, like I said, that understanding of history and math and everything. But at the same time, we also need practical skills on learning how to do things. When I was in high school, in middle school, we had home ec class that we, was mandatory. We had to learn how to cook and bake. We had to learn how to sew and patch holes and clothes. I feel like that would have been so much more fun. I know in the high school, I mean, there's obviously there's the, like the cooking class and stuff. Right. That's obviously but that's, an elective. That's an elective. This was a mandatory thing yeah. in middle school. It was, you know, one semester where you did all these things. And then the next semester was like a wood shop class. So I wonder what made that change. Is it because of the internet? Oh, what made it change? That's a whole other conversation. But short story, uh, long story short, what made it change primarily is what do workers, or not workers, what do workplaces look for in their workers? They look for them to have these certain skill sets. And because they need to have these certain skill sets, that's what's taught at the schools. You don't need to be a good worker bee to know how to patch your own clothes. You don't need to be a good worker bee to know how to cook your own food. You don't need to be a good worker bee to know how to build something out of wood. Uh, okay then. Yeah, modern education is a whole other conversation about things on why they do the things that they do. But ultimately the broad breadth of knowledge that you get from it is crucial and important and necessary on so many levels to be able to understand how the world functions and works and is put together. Yeah. That is how you refute those claims that come about that say X when they really mean Y and they are lying to you directly. Oh. So that's why I think it's important to understand these things, to understand history, to understand math, to understand. At least the basics. Yeah. Have a good foundation on the basics and just build off of it. Ugh. I know. Crazy, huh? (sighs) It's time to go. Oh, man. So. I got to go back to them. So now that we understand why it's important to have a good foundation and mm-hmm. understanding of these things, now we're going to talk about two other things. We're going to talk about Halloween, mm. and we're going to talk about how the church hurts and abuses people. 